Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. And I'm Joanne White. And wherever you are in the globe, I'm hoping you're having a beautifully blessed day. And you're not going to lose with having a blessed day because of what we have in store for you. Many people have been complaining or lamenting about not feeling prosperous and abundant. And and oftentimes that seems to actually hinder them to move ahead. So we have a wonderful guest, Emmanuel Dagger, who wrote this incredible book that I've read. Thank you, Emmanuel. Easy Breezy Prosperity. And he's going to share his wisdom with us about how to live to your fullest potential. And I believe that Emmanuel believes, and we're going to present that, that it's easier than you think. Emmanuel Dagger is an international best-selling author, an expansion catalyst, a transformation specialist, intuitive, and a humanitarian. He's dedicated his life to serving humanity, and he wants to help people who are ready to reconnect to their greatest potential. His natural intuitive abilities, combined with a plethora of advanced certifications in holistic and alternative healing therapies, give Emmanuel the ability to help all of his clients feel loved and transformed. Emmanuel shares his perspective on real prosperity and how the five foundations of prosperity can transform your life to reach your full potential. In his newest international bestseller, Easy Breezy Prosperity, and this is an excellent guide to both healing and stimulating prosperity in your life. Emmanuel, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I want to just talk, tell people that we were talking about you being at the United Nations in on April 15th. So tell us a little bit about that because that's <laughs> exciting. Yes, I'm so honored. Thank you so much. I'm I'm truly honored because um, you know, as a lot of people may know or may not know, my background, I was actually a uh, uh, refugee from Lebanon to the United States, and during the Civil War, and we had a lot of chaos going on in the 80s and early 90s, and so going from having seeming nothing and and no running water and no food for days and just living this this life that no human should live to being able to actually be on the stage of the UN and sort of bringing into consciousness um, things that are very important that we can bring and usher in more of which are peace and respect and honor and uh, it's just such a I know it's going to be such a full circle moment for me. You know, I think it's wonderful, and I also, you know, that's that's something that you, I think you live and breathe and teach so beautifully. So you have this book, Easy Breezy Prosperity, and I'm I'm imagining people rolling their eyes, Emmanuel, saying, yeah, mm. really, how, how do you get to eat that feeling and that knowing mm. of easy breezy prosperity? So tell us a little bit about the background. Yeah, and you know, I was one of those people... Um, who just sort of rolled my eyes and thought, well, yeah, it can happen for someone else, but maybe not for me. And I truly feel that I had to go through, and you know, maybe on a soul level, chose, you know, the the most seeming challenging type of uh, reality or path to come into, um, and one that does not sort of 
um, confirm prosperity so that I could overcome it, heal it, and really identify and understand and have compassion for those who may be struggling, the person who's the underdog, the person who seems to have more challenges than the next person. So I understand that very, very well. So, you know, around the age of early 20s, I really wanted to make a a distinct decision to no longer be the victim. I really just, you know, I knew that I wanted to, first of all, heal my life. And then hopefully, if I was able to do that, then I wanted to use that to help others heal their lives. So uh, through a series of miraculous events, I was able to heal scoliosis. I was able to heal um, a speech impediment. I used to stutter. And I also was able to heal a lot of other physical things that I manifested um, in my body because of the not dealing with it. You know, a lot of the post-traumatic stress, a lot of those things that I went through as a child uh, were not fully dealt with. So once I was able to actually naturally heal those things, not through Western medicine, although I honor it, um, but more through uh, spirituality, through meditation, through healing, yoga, all those things, Um, and then, of course, some applied uh, energy healing methods, I was able to now use that as reference point to actually now help others. And since then, you know, we've we've been able to help thousands. So one of my passions is prosperity. And I think before we actually start creating prosperity in our lives, it's really important to understand what it means. And, you know, from my perspective and sort of working with thousands of people, I've understood that prosperity is not really about how much you have in your bank account or what you've sort of um, amassed uh, with things. It's actually from me, from my, you know, it can be a different perspective for everyone, but from what I've seen, the common thread is sort of prosperity is about returning home to yourself. So it's about coming back to who you really are, um, knowing who you are, uh, not this small, insignificant being, but this vast, infinite, universal being that is here to expand more into yourself. And once we make that first distinct understanding that, you know, when you go on top of a mountain and you see the beautiful valley and you're just seeing all the trees and the birds, that's all an extension of you. That's the universe sort of showing you who you are. So when you start focusing on the things that are uh, truly uh, beautiful in the world, that's you. And then when we start focusing on the things that are not beautiful, now sometimes the mind will try to convince us that is us, but it's not. It's more of a feedback sort of loop uh, mechanism uh, feeding us back to the idea that, ooh, this is not who we are. Let's go back to who we really are, which is the love, which is the grace and the ease and the, and the abundance. That's who we are at our nature. The universe is an abundant universe. It's not a lacking one. The only lack comes from the mind's way of protecting itself. So that's where I started and, and wanted to... Um, begin this book because understanding prosperity from a more universal perspective really helps us step into it and create more of it. So it it, it helps us t- step into our universality in a way and, and just to embrace all that. I'm trying to just acknowledge it and I totally believe in what you're saying. All all of the abundance that's out there, that's, that's also a reflection to some extent of, of who we are. Mm-hmm. What about the people who who look at that and still don't feel connected to mm. that in some way? How do you what do you tell them? What can help them experience mm-hmm. and feel that that abundance that's everywhere that's also within them? So the first thing that I would invite those people to sort of um, know is that it's not their fault that they don't feel connected. You know, we are in a society now, and hopefully, you know, we've, we've been seeing a lot of openings and shifts happen, but we have been conditioned in society to focus on what's not working instead of what is. So you are just a 
it's sort of like a product of your environment, you know, whether it's our parents who went through the Great Depression or their parents or, you know, sort of going into different types of, uh, um, you know, the, the Great Recession or whatever. So there's this collective energy that happens uh, through media, through through our relatives and ancestors and just experience alone that sort of reinforces that we're lacking. We're not good enough. We have to do this. We have to do that. You have to be a little skinnier. You have to be a little fatter, whatever. So all of those things are sort of moving us away from who we really are. And so for those who may be buying into that, know that it's not your fault. You're just doing the best that you can with what you've been taught. So when we can acknowledge that first, then we don't have to be hard on ourselves anymore. Then we don't have to put this pressure to be perfect or try to, uh, you know, why am I this or why am I that? You're that because that's the learned behavior. That's sort of the, the way that you've been taught. So once we acknowledge that, then we can shift it. Then we can heal it. So the way that we can start begin shifting is to understand what money really is. So we talked about what prosperity was, but money is simply the embodiment of giving and receiving energy. That's all that it is. So thousands of years ago, or maybe even hundreds of years ago, it was, I'm going to trade my sheep for your lettuce uh, or cabbage. And that was the embodiment of money that was that exchange and then it turned into coins and then it became cash which now is almost becoming obsolete because now it's about credit cards and we're moving into not even having credit cards it's going to become very much about you know um from my bank account to yours or whatever it is and so it's becoming very liquid and it's evolving and changing so money is simply the embodiment. It has a purpose, just like how we have a purpose, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Money has its own purpose. It's this energy of giving and receiving. And what are we giving and receiving? Really, we're giving and receiving acknowledgement. We're giving and receiving gratitude. We're giving and receiving love. But when we start to think about our expenses or bills and things like that as it's like, oh, something's being taken away from me. Then we start to get into the lack and then we start to create the separation and then we start to create more lack and then we start to struggle. And I don't think, we, I, you know, I think we've learned that lesson enough. We don't need to continue that cycle anymore. So what we can do is to start to honor and respect our relationship with money and see it as a living energy, just like we have a living energy, just like animals and plants and, you know, the universe is a living energy. Money's um, living energy is circulation. So we have to honor it, respect it, just like the law of gravity, just like the law of attraction. It has its own energy. And when we honor it, then it can start working with us instead of against us. You know, I think everything that you've been saying is so important. And I wanted to, to reemphasize something because oftentimes when many people are struggling financially and with that prosperity, there's a sense of shame and embarrassment that goes along with that because there must be something wrong with me. I'm seeing somebody else here that, that's living in more abundance and what did I do? So so I think it's important that you, you said right out, it's not your fault and people need to hear mm-hmm. that. It's not yes. your fault. It's part of the conditioning. And yes, money is is energy. So how to how when people are embracing that fact that money is just energy and it's about giving and mm-hmm. receiving, how can they do so in such a way that allows that flow to come mm. into them? And also, I mean, it's got to be an exchange too. You want to be abundant, but since we're all connected, we also want to see other people be in a place of abundance and prosperity. Mm, That's a really beautiful question. And, you know, when you say that, it's sort of reminding me of the whole debt thing that's happening in in the world where uh, we always hear, oh, you know, the the United States is in trillions of dollars (laughs) of debt or we, you know, have been, uh, we have uh, uh, school debts that we still owe and loans and all these things and, you know, sort of been conditioned to um, really live in this society of, of debt. And so, to me, you know, when when I am sort of reflecting on that, I think about one specific thing, and I and it sounds very interesting, and sometimes it may be like, huh, I, how does that have anything to do with it? But 
I think of balance. And so if you think about, let's say, our our parents who lived through the Great Depression and really had to um, live in a time where they didn't have much and they really saved every penny and they were very penny-pinching and so then they passed that down on to their kids and really the kids didn't really get to experience a lot of the things so like the baby boomers didn't really get to experience maybe a lot of the things that they wanted to because of that mentality their parents had. So then what happened was those baby boomers started to say, okay, well, I don't want to be like my parents. I'm going to give every Thing to my children, I'm going to give them, um, you know, or even to myself, and uh, just really go the other extreme where, you know, yeah, sure, you can have this, you know. And so, as a collective, it started really creating this next generation of very entitled. So the the baby boomers had these kids who had, the, you know, these entitled, oh, I, I should have this and this and that. And so it kind of went to the other extreme and then debt started to happen because they were starting to buy things that was sort of beyond their means and all of these things. So then, um, you know, they were just creating a type of balance to balance out that poverty consciousness. And so now what we're, what's happening is we have the opportunity to bring a balance between that extreme, you know, overspending, over whatever, and then, of course, you know, being mindful and taking care of uh, and, and being uh, sort of vigilant with our, our finances, bringing it into the middle so that it doesn't have to be extreme. And so if you're in debt, if you're struggling in that way at all, again, know that it's not your fault on some level, on some subconscious level. You are just creating some type of balance um, because of some of the experiences that you had. And now that you're aware of that, it can feel lighter for you and you can start bringing, okay, what can I do to actually create more balance? Well, I can start to be more of uh, of service. Um, I can, uh, you know, I don't always have to give money. I can give my time and my energy. I can volunteer. Um, I can be grateful. I can focus on the blessings in my life instead of what's not. So that's where we can start to bring more of the balance back in and, you know, maybe pay some of those um, uh, debts off in a way that feels good to you and maybe outside of the box. It's maybe not the necessarily the traditional means, but a different way. And then the universe will bring that balance back so that you're not experiencing that debt anymore. You know, I, I love that. And when I, when I pay my bills, I actually say a little bit of a blessing because mm-hmm. it's just, it really feels good and it feels like like I'm connecting with the person or or whatever in in such a way that that it's a, again it's about abundance and prosperity for both of us and it's a way of giving and a way of acknowledging their specialness or what they've done for me or what they do for others and and it it, it changes the for me it changes the energy mm-hmm. of it too. absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, for those who are listening, I can see them being like, oh, well, well, yeah, that works for you. <laughs> but what I would say to them is be with like, you know, when you have to pay a bill sometime and you literally feel it in the pit of your stomach and you're like, oh, uh-huh. this feels uncomfortable. Be with that. Give yourself permission to feel that. It's not like we're trying to tell you to get rid of it. But what you can do is after you've embraced it and accepted that feeling, then you can ask yourself, okay, what can I do to, um, you know, maybe shift my uh, feeling and actually feel good about giving? So like, you know, you said, doctor, is that you did a little blessing. So for them, they could say, you know, um, go bless someone and and thank you for blessing me and now go uh, out and help someone else or whatever it is. And I think that's going to really shift that feeling over time, maybe not the first time or second or 10th time, but eventually if you do that consistently, you'll start feeling much better about your, your payments and giving and all of that. Beautiful point. Let's get to this book because this book, we will, I want everybody to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can transform the energy of the world if, if people do read that. There's so much in it. And you talk about this 
prosperity plan. It's almost like a 28-day mm-hmm. plan. So tell us a little bit about what that what that's about and how people go through it. We're not going to give the book yes. away, but but this is important <laughs> for people to, to get stimulated. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I really feel it's important to honor both parts of ourselves, the analytical, very organized, very practical side, and then, of course, the very spiritual, creative side. And this book does that. You know, I wasn't, when I was searching for this type of book, I was finding either the books were just specifically very analytical and very businessy or they were just very creative and kind of wishful thinking and it wasn't really practical for me so i wanted to bridge the gap there and so the 28 day easy breezy prosperity plan is that practical pragmatic very um sort of step-by-step process Uh, to bridge and anchor into this world. You know, we can hear all the concepts and ideas and everything, but if you don't have a foolproof type of plan set into motion, it's really not going to show up in our life the way that we want it to. So that's why I created this 28-day plan, and it really goes through um, day by day for 28 days, sort of all of the tools and the methods and the processes that have transformed my life, that have sort of I've used with my clients over many years and we've done a lot of tests and studies and all these different things to see what works, what doesn't. And I put the best of the best processes that can really help people prosper. And they're so easy. Some of them are really fun. You'll look at this and you'll be like, really? And and it's just very, very light. And as you, you know, you said you've read it, um, it's something that I do once or twice a year. Um, It's sort of like, you know, when someone at the beginning of the year, we see a lot of people talking about, let's do a detox, let's do a a um, 28-day diet plan or whatever. So to me, this is that prosperity plan that you can do once or twice a year that can just reset things, that can open you up and start creating more of that flow in your prosperity. Can you give us an example, Emmanuel, of of what one of those days looks like? Yes. So one of the biggest things that I um, really am a big advocate on advocate on is simplifying to magnify. So when we simplify or declutter, so, you know, it may not start in our mind to simplify because sometimes we don't know how to do that, but we can simplify our environment. We can simplify our home. So things that we haven't been using for a long time because everything is energy and everything holds a specific energy and has a place. So if there's things in your home, if you're very, you know, cluttered and messy and you're, you're not using things and it's been a really long time and right now we're coming up on spring so it's a really good time to do that but what we can do is start to um, think about some of the things that maybe we haven't used for a year or more and then we can start to um, give them away or or sort of give them the charity and and put pay it forward in that way you know a lot of times people say well i don't have anything to give i'm sure there's something in your home or space that you're not using that you can pay it forward and then what happens is it's this it works with this principle of circulation that we talked about earlier so when you release and sort of create more space in your room and there's more room to breathe not only is your environment going to have that your mind your body is going to feel more at ease you're going to feel less stress and then you're going to flow you're going to get back into alignment and then the universe is going to align you with the people and the places and the experiences that are going to be more enjoyable more uh, life enhancing for you and it's going to create more of that prosperous energy so that's one little Little tool that you can use and we've heard um, uh, different things but one of my other things that I like to do and you know this may feel a little bit scary for some people at first but I feel like if it's feeling scary it means there's like an opportunity for a big breakthrough to happen so uh-huh. sometimes sometimes what I like to do is randomly you know when I'm feeling especially if I'm feeling lack coming up, like feeling like, ooh, you know, I'm struggling, I find an opportunity to give. And one of my favorite processes is you can put a $5 bill, you can put a $20 bill, you can put a dollar bill, whatever it is, but put some kind of, or if you're overseas, you know, whatever monetary, um, uh, you know, sort of equation to that. But uh, 
So you can put some kind of uh, money uh, that represents money in an envelope and put a little note saying, you know, you are, uh, may you be blessed with this and, and just whatever little message that you want to say, uh, something positive, uplifting, that good is, is does uh, exist in the world. And then you can place it on uh, random places, like you can put it at the library between books, you can put it on windshield wipers uh, of cars, um, you can put it at the store. So just doing a few of those a week, actually, I know the mind's like, oh my God, it, it goes into the like, really? But try that for, for this next uh, 28 days if you work with that process. And what will happen is you will notice the universe is going to start blessing you. And it may not seem like it has anything to do with with this thing that you're doing, but you'll notice opportunities start showing up. You'll start getting ideas and insights that are going to, maybe for a new business, you're going to attract uh, money. I don't know what it is, but something will, it's a law, it's a principle that when you start putting out in a way that's non-attached, very, uh, you know, because a lot of people ask me, well, should I do this for my kids? Should I uh, give them? I mean, doesn't that count? I'm like, okay, yes, it does count, but you have attachments to it. You know, you have like some kind of need for either, uh, uh, you know, either for them to be grateful or for them to just acknowledge it. But when you do things in this way where you don't really expect that anymore, you let that go, you open yourself up to such miracles. And that's one little tool that I use in my uh, day-to-day practice. I love it. Now, what about when you go into a store and you'll see something give to for for animals, abused animals or children, does that work yes. the same way or does it have to be so specialized? Okay, so, so here's the thing. When it when you are giving and you're seeing give to animals or give to the hungry or the needy, what happens is there's and this is one of the things that I'm also very passionate about being an empath, like I'm sure you are too, and a lot of the listeners, um, you know, as empaths, we have been, and I got to tell you, this has got to be really honest, we have been taken for granted. Because mm-hmm. what happens is, you know, people know how to sort of pull on our heartstrings and make us really feel sympathetic and very sorry and whatever. And what happens is, when we go into that pattern, we're not helping anyone. Even if we're giving money or whatever, we're not helping anyone because we're continuing that cycle and we're contributing to that story that they are not enough, that they are struggling, that they are less than. And so what happens is, you know, when we're giving to those causes, we always want to give from a place of compassion, not sympathy. And the difference between sympathy and compassion is that when we are sympathizing, we're lowering our vibration. We're sort of like sponges. We're taking on, I don't know how many of you are listening right now, have a friend or someone where, or a colleague where after talking to them and they've kind of complained, they've kind of unloaded on you, you feel really horrible and then they sort of feel better and then you don't really know how to release that for a few hours or days or whatever. I know I experienced that. So that's the empath. That's the sympathizer. That's the one who wants to fix and heal and save the world. But what we want to do is we want to get into the compassion, which allows us to acknowledge and hear what's happening, see it. But we don't buy into the illusion that it's broken, that there's something wrong with it. We actually see the true essence of what's really happening. So when you see those pictures of the dogs, oh, you know, all suffering, whatever, look at the spirits of the dog, that they are whole, they are complete, and love them. And then when you have seen that, then you can give, then you can, um, you know, uh, give some money or time or energy to support that cause. When you're doing that for a homeless person, when you're doing that for any cause, always do it from the knowing that on some soul spirit level, that energy is whole and complete. And what we're doing is when we're giving, we're choosing to empower them from that perspective. So when you see that, when you know it, you're already elevating the consciousness. You're raising it. So they may not step into it that day, that week, that month, but eventually they're going to heal because you've seen them as whole and perfect. And imagine what can happen if you see that for yourself. 
Imagine instead of seeing yourself broken or like a victim or someone who has to struggle all the time, what would happen if you saw some part of you as a spiritual being, as that spiritual essence? I believe all of us here today know that we are spiritual beings. So that spirit is perfect. It's whole. And it's just about remembering that again. And when we do, our reality our mind will start to implement that. See, the mind doesn't see, you know, it feels very scared of that because it feels that, oh, well, if I'm whole and if I see myself as whole and complete, then, you know, I don't know who I would be. I don't, I mean, I've, I've struggled so long. What would happen? So when we can show it that it's not going to lose anything by seeing itself as whole and complete, and of course others as well, seeing them as whole and complete, then we start to have compassion, we elevate. This is what Buddha was able to do. This is what Jesus was able to do. This is what Kuan Yin, all those sages were able to elevate the consciousness to see the truth of their true self rather than the separation. And really, you know, I know it was kind of going on a different path of of the prosperity, but I do think it is very connected because when you have an opportunity to give, only give from a place of empowerment, from compassion, from knowing that you don't have to be attached to a specific outcome. Because if you're attached to anything, if you're giving from a sympathy place, it's not doing any good. It's not, you know. You know, I love that, Emmanuel, and I think it also changes you when you're doing that because you feel that you're in this empowered place as well when you're making that gift to whomever or whatever. And it's uplifting rather than bringing you down because of the energy of, oh, that poor person, that poor dog. So that's great. Thank you for that. Five foundations. I don't know if we're going to give everybody all of them, but let's the five foundations of prosperity that that are beautifully written and 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 blended in your book. Can you talk about them <laughs> a little bit? Yes, of course. So um, the five foundations, and of course, there's like deeper meanings, but we'll make them very quick. Um, so prosperity. Uh, foundation one is about finding your happiness. You know, a lot of people that I work with, I ask them, do you know what it, you know, what it makes you happy? And first of all, they say, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know sometimes what it feels like to be happy um, because we've been so numb right? And especially in, in Western cultures, we've really been taught to work, 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 work so hard and not take time to take for ourselves and relax and, and take it easy. So finding your happiness really is about knowing your purpose and your purpose is to be happy. So how do we come back to that? One of the tips that I offer is to go back to when you were a kid and thinking about the ages of three years old and 18 years old. What are the things that made your heart sing? What are the things that you really enjoyed? Did you like science? Did you like music? Did you like art? Did you like um, sports? What What are some of the things that you really, really enjoyed? Sit down, make a list of all of those things, reflect on them, and then start to implement those things into your daily life. And no matter how trivial or cheesy they seem, even if you like to uh, play at the park and swing or whatever, do it. It doesn't mean just because you became an adult that you have to grow up. You can still have responsibilities and have that inner child also experience their, um, feel like they're being acknowledged and giving them the permission to play. Your inner child never grows up. It's there. It's always there. And if we are not giving it that opportunity to play, to have fun, to take care of itself and and just be the kid that it was meant to be, then we're going to start getting resentful, getting upset. We're going to get tired. We're going to move away from our true essence. So that's one specific thing is to really find your happiness and remember um, what that means, what that looks like again, and really implementing that into your day-to-day life. The next you thing know, I want, is... I want to just interrupt yeah. for a minute because I, I love to dance and I just, mm. just, just kind of do spirit dancing. It's not about it, just to be able to listen to music and to me it's, it's a way of just giving just acknowledging divinity and giving thanks and whatever. And because mm. here I've been working so hard, I I have not done that. One day I put on music and I started to dance <laughs> and tears are rolling down my face. Enjoy mm. like that reconnecting. Yes, yes. Yes. I just infuse that here. 
Yes, and what I was going to say is, you know, so instead of making that a fleeting once type of thing, you know, having the, the left brain part of it come in where it's very disciplined and organized and set the intention, you know, your mind will say, oh, I don't need to do this today. I don't need to do this today. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm too tired. And that's especially when we want to do that, you know, that thing that brings us joy, like dancing. So, you know, maybe three times a week or five times a week or two times a week, just really being specific and dedicated and disciplined in dancing because that now becomes a spiritual practice for you and it becomes very freeing and liberating. And can you imagine what other areas of your life that's impacting when you're feeling that flow, when you're feeling that joy, that fun, that ease? It's going to start seeping into other parts of your life. So really, you know, and we're just using you as that example, but anyone listening, if there's things that the mind, the, the chatter, it's like, oh, you know, I don't need to do this today. That's especially when it's important to do it because that will be when the breakthrough will happen. Wonderful. Okay, so that's the first foundation. What's yes. the What's the second one? Uh, yes, so we did cut, touch up on the second one. So it's about embracing circulation, understanding the circulation, the the principle of, of circulation and what that means, giving and receiving, and really finding the balance between our giving and receiving. A lot of us, especially as empaths, are very good at giving and we're so we're masters at it but we haven't really mastered receiving so we talk about that and there's this idea and knowing that um you know if you are someone who has a hard time receiving just remember that when you're receiving you're actually honoring that which you are receiving from so whether it's a friend that wants to invite you for lunch and you're like no 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 and you know so say yes i'm going to honor you and i'm going to receive that and you're going to create that balance and then you're going to start receiving just as much as you give and we all want to receive as much as we give um and then of course uh the game changer chapter is in the circulation where we talk about what money is and I give an example of um, a really concrete palpable example of how I started seeing money as a living breathing energy goes back to a science fair project that I did in seventh grade so um, really giving some some really strong and and, uh, practical tips of how to see it as a living energy and start shifting your relationship with it because can you imagine if money was your best friend, like if it was a friend, you know, a person, and or a, a partner, a lover, and if you were treating that lover or partner or best friend the way that we may have been treating money by disrespecting it, thinking that it was evil, only rich people can have it, it's greedy to have it, like all these things that it's not spiritual, all those things that we would project onto our friend, they would literally run the other direction and never look back. And so if you're someone who's experiencing challenges with your finances, just think about maybe that's what's happening. Maybe on some level, whether it's a subconscious thing, maybe it's religious patterns that you've you know, taken on for some reason from past lives or this life that are teaching you that you shouldn't have a, this healthy relationship with money, then think about that. So if you can start respecting it and honoring it and being supportive and loving, then it's going to do the same thing for you and appreciating it. It's going to appreciate you. So that's in the foundation of uh, number two, which is embracing circulation. Then foundation three is about investing in yourself. So a lot of people, you know, they often uh, come to me and they're working a nine to five and they feel like they're investing in their boss and their company, but they're not really investing in themselves. So we teach them uh, ways to invest in themselves. It doesn't just have to be financially, although we can lead up to that. It can be through doing some of, like reading a book like this and start implementing some of these things that are going to nourish you and feed your spirit and feed your um, life rather than take away from it. So really investing in yourself uh, is very important. And then we do talk about ways to invest your, in yourself financially and really build that um, uh, energy for yourself so that you can prosper. Then and then we prosper- have an important yes. question from somebody. Um, sure. Can I interrupt? Because I think that people need to hear this. So mm-hmm. this person is writing, you were talking about the balance, about creating yes. balance in your life, and she's saying that if if she doesn't have money, if she's she's in, you know, she's 
searching for that or whatever. Does the and does that mean that if she's out of balance, she's out of yes. balance, and does that yes. mean she's not giving enough or she's not receiving enough? Um, not necessarily. Um, the it well, it does mean that she's out of balance because clearly, you know, she's seeing her reality as not having something that she wants. Um, so. What I would say to that is ask yourself, first of all, you know, am I doing these three things every day? And I know they may not seem like they have anything to do with the balance of giving and receiving, but I think, you know, at the core, these are foundations for that. And this is also in the book. So the three ways to bring balance back into your life are, are you doing your daily spiritual practice, spiritual work? And when I say spiritual, it just means when you are sort of, allowing your mind to relax and not be always thinking, always analyzing. So you can meditate. You can go for a peaceful walk. You can laugh with a group of friends. You can, you know, be grateful, do your gratitudes every morning or whatever. So whatever spiritual practice that can sort of just bring more space into your mind, into your consciousness, and and have that dedication every day, that's one. Um, The next thing is, Am I playing? Am I having fun? Am I enjoying life? Am I taking care of myself? Am I pampering myself? So a lot of people think that the number one priority is to work and to go to a job and make money and da-da-da, and that's important. It's, it's, it's something you know we want to create and, and honor our creative gifts and talents and sort of receive from that. But we also want to make sure we're playing. So are you playing? So make sure every day, you're doing your spiritual work, you're playing, you're having fun, and you're doing your creative work, which really, if you're in on purpose and doing what you love, it shouldn't feel like work. So if you're in a cubicle and you're miserable and you're not happy, you're not aligned with what you should really be doing. So really thinking about that. Okay, so if you're struggling financially and you're not getting what you really want, maybe it's because you're not giving yourself what you truly desire as far as what you want to be doing. So think about that. And I, tr- I truly believe that if you make it less about how much you have in your bank account and, and more about how much um, satisfaction you're giving to yourself with what it- you're doing so it's meaningful, it feels really good, then your money, your bank account is going to start getting more and more naturally because you're already doing what you love. So the person who asked that question, maybe I'd ask them, are you really in alignment with your soul's purpose? Do you feel fulfilled with the job that you have? Do you feel fulfilled with the kind of, you know, and if yes, then I'd say, okay, are you playing enough? Are you having fun? Are you doing the things that are pampering yourself, taking care of yourself, giving to yourself? Because you have to set that example for others to follow and treat you the way that you want to treat yourself. And then, of course, your spiritual practice. And I'd say, if you do these three things daily, and it doesn't matter how many hours you give to each, as long as you're doing some um, some part of that every day, you're going to start creating more balance in your life. Wonderful. And she's thanking you. <laughs> so that's great. You're welcome. We only have a few oh. more minutes, but I want you to at least touch upon the other two foundations of prosperity. Yes. So quickly, Prosperity Foundation number four is building a support system. So as, you know, a recovering uh, loner and person who likes to do things on my own, um, I really had a hard time with that. But I understood. And once I started opening myself up to allowing myself to receive support, because I was really good at giving support. I mean, I love to help people. I love to see them thrive and prosper and win and succeed. But when it was, you know, for for asking for help or support, I just didn't like to do it because I felt like I don't want to bother people. I don't want to take away anything from them. But the truth is people love, I mean, really, if they're a good person in your life, they want, they, they really love you. They want to help you. They want to support you. So really being open and available to finding someone, maybe one or two or five or 10 really close uh, knit group of friends or family where you can support each other and then start building this vision for yourself. And one thing, little process that you can do there is called mastermind. You know, a lot of people have heard of that. So you create a little group of friends and once a week or once every few weeks or a month or whatever, you check in, you vision together, 
you hold the space, you manifest, you uh, support each other uh, through different things. You give each other tips and ideas in a place that feels very safe. So that's where you can start building. You don't have to do it on your own. And the final prosperity foundation is practicing gratitude and kindness, really being mindful to be kind to everyone. You know, what you say, what you share really will come back to you. So really being mindful of doing that. And then, of course, gratitude is one of my favorite things where, you know, it just really creates more miracles because it really has you start looking for what's working instead of what's not. So that's sort of the quick version. <laughs> right. And and like I said, this book is, is a must for so many people because it it, it just doesn't dis- define it. You give people examples and ways to, to really live all this so that they feel very fulfilled and they are bringing prosperity into their lives. We were talking about sharing one of the mantras that are that's in the book to create mm-hmm. prosperity. So I'd love to do that yes. and then tell people how yes. to get a fabulous mm-hmm. book and get a touch with you, Emmanuel. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for this sacred time today. I'm so honored and I'm just so grateful for your audience as well. And, you know, if you're listening to this kind of dialogue and if you're, you know, uh, really here right now with us, it just says a lot about where you're at in your consciousness and how much work you've been putting into yourself. So I really want to commend you and celebrate you for doing that. And I really want to thank you, Doctor, for the work that you're doing for humanity and supporting people and inspiring and empowering and I just really am so grateful Um, so the mantra one of my favorite ones that's in the book and mantras just a little preface is the reason why mantras work and they're different than affirmations and affirmations are great too but mantras are amazing because they are ancient and they have been used by millions of people before you so you're not just stepping into this like okay i'm by myself doing this all the people that have done it before you have because energy doesn't die it's eternal it keeps moving and evolving and growing so they all those people that have in the Far East and, you know, around the world who've been using these sacred mantras that are in the book, they have held the space for you and they are literally creating this vortex for that specific mantra. So let's say you want to create prosperity, you want to create health, you want to... So they are holding the space. So the minute you start saying them and chanting them, you've entered this vortex of millions of people, maybe more, holding the vision and backing you up so you have the support of all those people that came before you so it's not like starting from scratch that's why they're very powerful and they work very quickly so the one that i want to share today is the prosperity and uh, there's two different ones the one the first one is the lakshmi which is the goddess of prosperity and love and beauty and uh, you know she has this beautiful energy and her mantra is om Shreem Mahalakshmi Ye Namaha. So it's like Om Shreem Mahalakshmi Ye Namaha. Om Shreem Mahalakshmi Ye Namaha. Om Shreem Mahalakshmi Ye Namaha. And then you can even pause for a few seconds and just feel that space, that silence, and then continue on. And you don't have, you know, there's this idea that you have to say it 108 times, and I value that, and there's, you know, there's a lot of merit to it. But if you want to say it 20 times, if you want to say it 150 times, it's all perfect. As long as you do it every day and you're intentional with it and you, you know, you sit before you do the Lakshmi, you thank the energy of prosperity. Thank you for blessing me. And, you know, if you want to take it a step further, the way I like to imagine is I'm sitting under a golden tree and the golden leaves are just showering upon me. And I'm just seeing those leaves just, just raining upon me. And I'm just so blessed. I'm so grateful. And then doing the mantra. So thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed that. Thank you so much. And, you know, when you do that, there's this incredible feeling of lightness. And that's what I was experiencing, just a feeling of lightness 
and openness. You are incredible and a blessing, and I really appreciate having you on the show, and I'm sure the listeners do too. <laughs> Tell everybody, Emmanuel, how they can get a hold of this beautiful book, Easy Breezy Prosperity, yes. and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So you can either go to easybreezyprosperity.com. There's some wonderful packages that I had from wonderful friends and colleagues who um, audios and healing sessions and all these things um, that are going to be a gift for those who get a copy of the book. And also you can get it on Amazon or your local bookstore, Barnes and Nobles. Um, if it's not there, you can always request it. Um, so it's available everywhere. And um, the book itself, you know, um, is blessed energetically with the energy of Christ consciousness. Um, you know, it's a prosperity book, but when you read it, and I'm sure, you know, doctor, you can kind of attest to this, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a you know, you don't feel heavy because a lot of prosperity in business books, you kind of feel heavy and exhausted afterwards. You feel light after reading this. You feel, um, you feel at ease. There's like this love energy undertone between behind all the, the words. So that's yes. sort of my intention um, of this book is to really lift people up instead of sort of weigh them down. <laughs> and you know, it works. So tell people how they can get a hold yeah. of you on your website too. Yes, so my personal website is Emmanuel, E double M A N U E L, dagger, D as in David, A G H, the H is silent, E R dot com. And Facebook, you know, I have, I post every day, I have uh, uh, create my own inspirational memes and things like that. So um, if you ever just need a boost of energy, it's always there. And if you're on the East Coast in April uh, in New York, uh, April 15th, I'll be speaking at the uh, United Nations. Wonderful. Emmanuel, thank you so much and bless you. And I love what you share. And it, that message needs to go all over. Thanks again for being here. <laughs> uh, thank you. Big hugs. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. To you too. Thanks again. And next week, we love everything that Emmanuel said, and I encourage you to really get a hold of this book. It makes you feel connected and fulfilled, and as Emmanuel said, it's not heavy, and, and the exercises, the information are things that you can do and things that really lighten and brighten your day. So easy, breezy prosperity is for you. Next week, Wednesday, February 24th, we're going to have Dr. Jamie Turndoff talking about love. She's a relationship expert, and she's known as Dr. Love, so tune in. And remember that you have the power to power your life and empower yourself. And even just in this short day, Emmanuel has given you wonderful things to power you and your relationship to money and prosperity and joy. So tune into that and bless you for being the wonderful, incredible person that you are. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.